Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. People. We are here. We are back. Welcome to episode three of season two. Of the Edge Activist Podcast. James. Yeah. And I'm Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest in the building. This will start our first of a series of interviews that we're going to be doing with educators, maybe former educators. We'll get into it. But let's let's catch up. How has your time been? <laughs> um, well, this is completely uneducated, educated, nice, uneducational mm-hmm. uh, related. I'm going to see SZA tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. That is a time. I'm going to oh. be crying and throwing up in my seat at Madison Square Garden, so I'm very excited for that. Um, I just got back last week. I was in Atlantic City for a coaching convention, so I learned a bunch of stuff from like college coaches and stuff like that, so that's starting to ramp up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then my children just handed in their research paper, so we're about to uh, dive into the, what I say is the worst month of the school year in March because there are just no days off. Yeah. So it's a good time for me to start uh, the book that I want to read. So we're going to start Fahrenheit 451, which I've read like every year for like years. What's funny about teaching that one is that everything in it, like I think it was written in like the 60s, -hmm. but like dude predicted uh, AirPods Mm -hmm. and like people being addicted to television and Mm -hmm. misinformation and all that stuff. So it was literally written in the 60s. So it's so funny to read it now. Because I'm like, guys, like this was written by some old white guy years ago. They had no idea. Yeah. So and now look at how far along we've we've come. So that'll <laughs> be it, yeah. It's always a fun unit. It like it ages very well for me. So it was like when I taught it the first year, it was like eh, it was like because it, it, it was online, so it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then last year I did it way too early where they weren't really invested in the class yet, and now I feel like I'm doing it at like the perfect time. It has a yeah, exactly. Def- the rapport. You gotta, you gotta have the rapport to be able to teach a novel. But uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for that right now. So that's what I got going on. What about you, buddy? Um, School, school, school. Uh, Right now, I'm in the middle of a chess tournament mm. with my kids. I was just about to ask about that. And it's really fun because, so we were supposed to have a tournament with the other schools in the district, but the person that's in charge of that has been kind of whatever. So I'm trying to get them prepared just for like sportsmanship and all that stuff sportsmanship just no literally i have a kid every time he loses he throws pieces like he'll like wipe the whole board oh. like that like so i have to like get them because i don't i'm not gonna have that kid needs out. to do wrestling exactly i'm not about to have you outside embarrassing me that's fair because that's fair <laughs> you don't know there's a decorum yeah there's yeah. a decorum that needs to be, get done with chess so right now we're like in the middle of it and i actually have it's the club goes from third grade to seventh grade, and a third grader is in first place right now. And then another third grader is in second place, and the seventh grader is in third place. So so you have chess prodigies. Very team. We got Queen's love Gambit that. going on in Newark. I love it. Um, uh, so your chess is going well. What about what's going on with uh, with the in-classroom stuff? Because it's about to be testing season. And I know your kids are very standardized. So I just actually finished heavy. my ESL testing. That's what I've been doing for the last two weeks, and I'm glad to be back in the classroom like i hate testing so much i literally had all of my redacted shows watching <laughs> like i was watching all of my shows while testing because you literally can't do anything like yeah. you're just like sitting there like okay make sure you're doing it da, 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 da. walk up and you can only walk up and down the rows so many exactly. times when you're testing 
And I feel so awkward doing it because, like, what am I? What am I looking yeah, at? Like, what, am I, <laughs> what am I doing? Because there's nothing you that can't I can cheat. Do. Exactly. Well, if I've talked them all, then again, they can't cheat on an English test though, because it's literally it's very impo- it's very difficult to cheat. Unless it's SAT. It's very yeah no, but like if you know you know yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Go back to season one for <laughs> to understand that reference. Um, and then I also had to, cause the, our new teacher started. And so then I had to kind of train him through it because he swore that he's done this testing before. Cause test, it was, this test has been in ESL programs in New Jersey for the last like 20 years. So if you've been an ESL teacher in New Jersey for the last 20 years, you've administered this test before. So he was like, yeah, I got it. No problem. And then we're administering the test and he's asking me like a bevy of questions. Why are you asking? Great word, by the way. So many questions. Great word. Why? So, yeah, that's what I've been doing in the classroom. And then outside, very fun stuff. This will come out before. I am going to be in the Miss New Jersey USA pageant. We love it. We love the extracurriculars. I'm a state finalist. They said to call it whatever. Um, But, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that on March 17th. And I'll put some links in the description if you want to support but other than that, we love that. I think we're because I remember you were telling me you were like a little nervous about it. Yeah. So like the fact that the fact that it's going your way, man, happy for you. That's nice. It's going to be an interesting time. I'm going in being authentic, being me, and I mean, listen, it's worked out so far for exactly. you. So uh, you know, I, everyone is like, now. yeah, you got it. And I'm like, no, you're gassing my head. But yeah, I'm being <laughs> so I feel like that's like, but I gas my own head. Yes, so. that's <laughs> oh brother, I know, I'm painfully aware. Um, but it's so, I mean, it's funny that you say that because anytime that like you're telling somebody that you're venturing out and like doing something new mm-hmm. or something that you're nervous for, I feel like the immediate response is always like, oh, you'll be fine. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like you're going to kill it. And, and it's like, I might not. Yeah. So. But that's okay. Fa- yeah. We love no, the support. She's going to kill it. Right. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, who is she? Oh my gosh. How old are you? I thought you were like 17. And yeah. she's going to be like, actually. Her. I'm 24. Then they're gonna be like, "Oh, what do you even do?" And then they're gonna and be like, "And what's all this stuff?" Speak Spanish. Yes, no. <laughs> I have a master's degree. And they're gonna be like, "At this young age, all we gotta do is see you walk." And then you run away. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be fun. You got the intangibles. I love that for you. Yeah. Where that's what's going on. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's yeah. So, but getting in March is gonna be a slump. Yeah, but I'm bruh. also taking a lot of days in March. So. I'm breaking it up. <laughs> stop. <laughs> you got to stop. I was. I swear, I, I shit you not. So my one homegirl that we always get to work at like the same time yeah. every day. And I was telling her about, uh, I was talking about you because yeah. um, I was telling her about the podcast and whatnot. And I was telling her about, I'm going to the SZA concert on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I talked about how you're going to see Beyonce. And Queen. Amber, <laughs> tell the audience where you're going to see Beyonce. I'm actually going to two shows. Is it Madison Square Garden? No. No. Where are you going to see Beyonce? Madison Square Garden is too small for Beyonce anyway. Fair. But I'm going to London. I'm going to Tottenham. I don't know where that is, but that's where I will be for the first show. And then I'm also going to Oakland at SoFi Stadium. And that show is on her birthday. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> so what I was talking to my homegirl about was that I was like, I don't know how Amber gets all of these days off, bro. We're only in year three. We only have that too, so many sick days. Yes. You got to stop, bro. I have... Mm, Ooh, uh, I use them well. I think this use year I went in into... I think I had 23 going into this year. We only had two. 
So we have three personal days, and then we get ten sick days per year. Oh, okay. So then I, they just the roll over. Yeah, they just roll over. You're unbelievable. So I just use them. So is that what the March days off are going to consist of? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Word. I'm gonna be sick in March. <laughs> Bleep this out. <laughs> You know what? You kind of got a sniffle, man. Yeah, I, I, I've been I gotta, feeling under the weather. Yeah, I gotta, in the air. I gotta stay away from you a little bit. Maybe it's the train tracks that you're by, man. That, the, the fumes, you, you know what I mean? Um, wow, so happy. You're just a consummate <laughs> professional at, exactly. at all times. Ready so, to hop in? Yeah, let's do it. So, for our first interview, we have Victoria. Do you want to introduce yourself? Okay, so hi, I'm Victoria. Um, I went to Seton Hall with James and Amber. Yay! Um, and I actually did not go to school for education. I went to school for international relations and modern languages. But right when we graduated, we didn't even have a graduation because the pandemic hit. And then I was like, I got to do something. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not ready to go abroad right now because of all the climate that was happening at the time. I worked at a school, yeah. a prestigious charter school in New York City in Hudson Yards. Yeah, so I guess we can start with... Are you going to cut that part out? Just say, I work for Bleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll use your, your voice for the Bleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked at Bleep. Um, so I think the so the question that I had was that, you know, obviously you were talking about the climate after we graduated and it was just very hectic and, uh, and mm-hmm. chaotic. So what was it that appealed to you about education after graduation as opposed to when you were in Seton Hall? Because I feel like a lot of people that go into education or become teachers, uh, like with that intent when they're in college, like they have an idea of, oh, I definitely Mm -hmm. want to do this. So what was it that appealed to you after graduation as opposed to when you were going into college? You can also talk a little bit about your major because I guess that's kind of connected into Yeah, so um, I study international relations and I was taking an eight, credits every semester so I was set to graduate in three years but I was trying to do the five-year program at the time at the time I didn't finish the five-year program but I started the five-year program I think during my junior year during my senior year and I had to pick two focus areas so I wanted to focus on um, conflict in um, West Africa and sub-Saharan Africa and I also wanted to focus on um, sustainable development those are my two focus areas but I wanted to achieve that by way of education and education reform because as I started to research more and like do um, case studies on certain countries or just um, general case studies I noticed that um, the issues seem to be discrepancies in education Mm. you can't really have sustainable anything if there's not um, a generation that's being built up to be Mm -hmm. able to like step into those roles after um, the current generation moves on so um, I thought that having some type of standardized, at least baseline, implemented education policy for like what baseline standards are globally for education would at least um, change that because most areas of conflict don't really have access to social safety nets, education. Um, it might be for one child instead of all of them. It might be really far away. It might be a little bit dangerous. It might be safer for them to stay at home. Or if they get that education, how are they going to use it? So um, I think doing that would create um, more opportunities and actual positive, long-lasting change. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to get in edu- into education. Um, I didn't necessarily want to teach, but I did feel like I needed to take a hands-on approach so I could understand what I wanted to get into. Yeah. 
No, I feel that. And then what was it? How were you approached by the school that you ended up working at? What did that What did that whole process look like? Okay, so at the time, um, I really wanted to find a job before I graduated um, because I didn't want to graduate and then be doing nothing for real or just, you know, doing the minimum wage employment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a salary. I wanted to be rewarded for my time. Yeah, I wanted health insurance. I wanted all that. Yeah. And I wanted it to be my own. So um, I was on this job matching website called Ripple Match, and I actually signed up for it way before graduation let's say like junior year um and they reached out to you with different job opportunities and they match you with people and they i didn't even have to apply they just submitted my information and told me that they wanted to have an interview with me mm-hmm. but that's not uncommon um charter schools do have a quick turnaround mm-hmm. for um, employment and they usually do need people so it's not surprising that they contacted me that way okay but it was pretty easy straightforward i had about two interviews they contacted me and told me that i got the job so I know last season, I think I talked a little bit about my experience with charter schools and the the two syst- what, organization systems, whatever. Uh-huh. Charter they're school like, systems. Yeah. They're, they're the two, the one that I was hired at <coughs> and the one that she was hired at were very, they're different in a lot of ways, but they're similar in some ways. So I remember when Vic got the job and it was, it was funny because it was it a was Juneteenth. Juneteenth, and I was having a Juneteenth party. <laughs> I was, like, filling up water balloons. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got the call. But, yeah, and I was like, ooh, because I, like, it just, to me, it felt like a cult, and it felt like the kids were in a prison. It's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> no, that's, but literally, like, the, at least the one that I did, and again, so we're in, like, North, North Jersey, we're in Newark, but the one that I had had schools in Newark, there's a bunch in Newark, but they also had schools in New York City and a bunch of other low-income areas. And the work that they were doing, in theory, was good. But the way that they were doing it... It's a cost. Yeah, was it was a lot. And I think the thing that really hammered it home for me was there were some people in the programs that they were teaching the students in the, in the school, and they had gone to the school as students, and they were telling me about their experience in college of how... It took them a while to adapt to like the social norms of being a young adult because they were so used to the charter of like sitting up straight. Doing so, how did you feel about that? Okay, so I, I'm from Atlanta, so yeah. I grew up with like people that went to Kip. Yeah, Kip was Kip. like very, mm-hmm. very popular, and all the people. That's not the one that we're talking about, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it was, like, a very popular school, especially if you were black or of color. Mm -hmm. That's where you went because Mm -hmm. it was, like, the mentality around that time, I feel like, was just, like, oh, like, all these kids are susceptible to being on the streets and Mm -hmm. selling drugs. Mm -hmm. So since they're susceptible to being on the streets and selling drugs. And this is the only way that we can get them off the street. We don't want them to end up in jail. So we just (laughs) want to give them, like, jail without the jail so they can understand why they don't want to be in jail. Like, that's not really... Jail without the jail. That's... (laughs) like they're like it's like it's well intentioned but it's also like the mentality is kind of like well i had it worse growing up than you or like whatever like from like the origin of the structure but now i feel like they have like newer teachers like like us like newer mindsets where it's kind of like trying to be in the system but like kind of not make them feel like that yeah so um i do feel like it does have some benefit just because of like the things that they're able to be exposed to versus being in a um, regular public school, like mm-hmm. non-charter. 
I myself have never gone to a public school before like mm-hmm. in life but like the charter school system kind of gives you that like access to that for free but at the same like time access it's at a lottery to the private, access yeah. to mm-hmm. the private kind of information mm-hmm. because um they can choose their curriculum and you also there's more of an embrace towards like diversity especially because charter schools do rely on funding so they're kind of with the trends of like the new like hot liberal topics Mm -hmm. and they always like implement it immediately and I feel like that like gets them a lot of funding so like by way of that kids get access to that information that you wouldn't usually get from being like in a we have a budget we might not have time we got to get through this this and that type structure you know yeah um so I think another question that that I would have was that so obviously you left for whatever reasons it was that uh, that you had for leaving um with the idea that we were just talking about with funding do you feel like how do I want to how do how do I want to phrase this um do you feel like the fact that they're constantly just trying to stay updated in order to get funding from whatever it is um, and then a lot of charter schools end up closing down because they don't yeah. have um, funding. Like, what's your what's your opinion on that? What's your take on that? Do you think it's good that they're constantly trying to stay updated, or do you think that there's kind of like a sense of fraudulence that they're only staying updated in order to get that funding? Um, I think that there, like, the funding that goes to. I think that public schools should be open for funding because when you think about it, those charter schools are probably like right next to or nearby. Like you're, and that was my issue too. Yeah, it's like it. I can see some of the benefits of charter schools because they have this outside funding. They don't have to follow to the same T the standards that public schools have. But if if you're saying that your method is the way in which children can get out of the hood can be successful go to college whatever that looks like then why not share it in a way that's more equitable to everyone because i don't know in my school at least i don't know if this is english i think it was similar that they didn't really have children that didn't speak english students that with disabilities were treated as like stupid like they didn't have a lot hold them back a grade yeah Yeah. like just do it again or even like, like in yours you had like star or whatever where you had to sit up straight and do this stuff so, they called it a sprint. Yeah. And they yeah. never told us what it stood for because no yeah. one knew. Yeah. Like, it's basically the idea, like, the kids Sport. have to be, have their hands folded on the desk, their back up straight, and they cannot move. Don't move. You, you don't move. track whoever's yeah. speaking. Whoever's speaking, you're looking at them. If you're not, you get Stop points off. Track. Like, that. it's like that. So I had kids that had, like, ADHD or, like, OCD, and they're just swinging their legs because you're swinging your I swing my legs. Like... It's very, like, a normal thing. doesn't mean you're not paying attention. It's just that's what I'm doing. And they would get, like, pulled out the classroom, had called vice principal or dean or whoever is, like, the disciplinary person. And I'm just like, this is dumb. Because if this person, if this kid was in a public school, have the same knowledge base Maybe and know all this exemplary. stuff. Yeah. No they're critiques. just swinging their legs. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> and now this kid is getting a complex that I'm something is wrong with me because I'm swinging my legs, not I can't yeah. do the work. 
Yeah. And they like they focus so much on the academics. It's like you know, like people have to be well rounded. Mm-hmm. So like all these kids that you're like trying to force to like sit in this position all day, I don't sit crisscross applesauce. Like no. it's like uncomfortable to sit on the ground. First of all, you're on a rug. Mm-hmm. That's how elementary school. So you're on a rug mm-hmm. to a desk that ha- or not a desk because the chair doesn't have a back because mm-hmm. we're in a science classroom. Yeah. So you're like in uncomfortable positions all day. All day. <laughs> you're wearing a tie. You can't wear what you want to wear. You look like everybody else. You even have uniform backpacks mm-hmm. and like when you just have recess but your teacher might not feel like taking you if it's raining because you have to walk to a park or if it's snowing and you don't have any like outlets you don't have extracurricular activities you don't have PE you don't have any sports teams that you could join if you wanted to you don't have any art outlets outside of like art where you're like weaving paper you're doing stuff in art class but it's not enough to like balance out the the rigor of like the information you're supposed to be taking in every day Mm. and like the pressure to be in the green or the blue or whatever color or like you know and a lot of them across the board they're saying that oh our test scores are going to be better than the public schools and, and some of them are slightly but it's also because they have a homogenous population if all of your kids are regular learners whatever that means like gen mm-hmm. ed learners yeah they're all gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be higher if you have this other stuff but if you take you taking out ESL students, you're taking out students with disabilities, you're taking out students that might have like ADHD or whatever, or OCD, whatever, then yeah, it's going to be a lot higher. (laughs) And they'll like recommend them for somewhere else, which is cool, you know, acknowledge when you don't have like the capacity or the resources for like the kids you're trying to serve. Mm -hmm. But it's like cheaper to send them away than it is to get those resources in your school because you are a charter, I guess. Yeah, but public schools can't do that. If we have a student in our school that needs a service, we have to provide that service legally. They they don't. They just don't. But (laughs) I think think that's where, I think that's always where, whenever we talk about charter schools is that, or even in education classes too, is that that's exactly where they fall short, Mm -hmm. where it's like good intention, but... And then all the things that we that we just talked about, where it's like, or how not- do we streamline it? If we have all these good resources, how do we move that across so all students can benefit from this? Yeah, and it seems like they're just focused on like, like yes, they're focused on education, but they're also focused on growing the organization, open mm-hmm. up more schools, yeah. and like it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. We, I think I, I think we've said that ideology before. of mm-hmm. like their specific curriculum, even though like. If you're in a charter school, that's like removing yourself from like the constraints of like, oh, we have to be within these standards, whatever title you work in, like, you know, in a public school. But like charter school is supposed to give you more freedom with like your curriculum, the way that you want to educate children, the way you want to make them feel, whatever, whatever. But then it's like within that same breath, they're so like rigorous. Oh, we have to get this done by this time. And they're not flexible within like the schedule and like student needs because a lot of them come but from you can corporate. Be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but it's your school so like switch it up if you need to but so it's like, like how different are you really you know? if that's what if you're still holding yourself to like it's the same school different yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i feel that especially i i don't know i feel like it's just well at least in mine and amber's case where it is like we're more worried about the well-rounded student and yeah. creating like a functioning thinking empathetic human being Mm -hmm. and again like i've never been in charter school so i can't speak to you know what that looks like every day shit maybe like i'll take it up uh one day just to go Mm -hmm. do an observation i'll take a pd day and 
uh, and you go should, and honestly. go do that. And <laughs> nice little ASB day. But just a little tip: they tell us anytime someone is visiting, so they're like, put on a suit today. Yeah, it's tomorrow like, there's visitors, and they are coming at. They give you a schedule. At this time, they're gonna walk past your classroom. At this time, they're gonna walk past yeah. yours. So like, make sure you're on your p's and q's. It's, you it's like when, catch a slipping. It's like when you get the observation. Like you know your principal is gonna come in, so you mm-hmm. you let everybody know. Hey guys, just want to let you know I'm gonna get this observation. So it's like there's so many similarities, but but it's funny because they did that when I had like my walkthrough when I was getting like hired or what have you, and they were, like you could tell like everything had been rehearsed or whatever mm-hmm. like, to get it to the point. But fraudulent, even, yeah, fraudulent. But in no, that, fraud. I was like, this is scary. Like, yeah, it's terrifying. This is this is, is a dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> this is a dystopia. Like yeah. this is literally like what they were. Warning us about like yeah, principal yeah. stress, you stress, your students stress, yeah. y'all all got a lot of stuff to do. Like, and that's not what like feeds. And I'm just like, what's like, what's the benefit? Yeah, we're, like if we're really having like an honest conversation about it, like what is the benefit of being so buttoned up? Yeah, of holding uh, holding everyone to such rigorous standards. Like, what is like the actual benefit of that to the student as they? get older and move throughout life your fourth grader can't tie your shoes but they can like (laughs) they can like quote all these like different science facts or like they can do their like what do they call it uh when they when they have like a specific research topic they're doing what do you call that you know what i'm talking about research Research project or or whatever it it is it's like some specific like thing that they call it in elementary school but they'll like be doing their research project but like come up to you and ask if you can tie their shoes because they want you to be so uniform. Everyone has to wear Velcro shoes because they don't want you to be walking to the park for recess and have to stop and tie it and we have to wait for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just certain like corners that are cut to get to the end result, which is, you know, those those little details are important because yeah. now you're growing up and you don't know how to do anything yeah. except what they told you to do. And now you're in college and you're like, well, I can make my own schedule. What should I do? What time is it going to be at? What should I wear? I yeah. don't know. And you're at, yeah, yeah. Have all this freedom. It's like freedom overload. And now you're like not doing anything you're supposed to do. What was the point? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you're like within this little tight constraint. And that's the people that graduated from the charter school that I worked at. When they were in college, they said their freshman year was really difficult. Because like academically, they were fine. But when the, the professors were asking questions that were more open-ended and wasn't specific, and they didn't know because... In, in charter, or at least at the charters that we taught at, there's only a specific answer. There's no like leeway of like what could be, what couldn't be. So they were like, what do you mean? Right. That's my opinion. Because critical thinking. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, like, what do you mean? How do I relate to yeah, this text? Exactly. Like, nope. Like, they, they, the school, I don't know how long it's been around, but I know it's been around for them to have only old. had, yeah, they've only had like less than five graduating classes. Yeah. And in their first graduating class, like the next year, like all of them did so badly in college that they had to revamp their entire like learning structure. Mm. That's funny. Because the data supports it. (laughs) The data, since since y'all so worried about data, the data supports it. I'm like, no, they always say that. I'm like, I don't know. Like I went to school and actually had to like do like study like research because international relations. So I'm like, you know, like data, it's not just numbers, it has to be holistic. Like, you yeah. have to have informed data. So, like, this data is, like, informing what's happening here. But we also have to talk about the context. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, if so-and-so missed a bunch of days because they had COVID twice this year, then, like, their performance isn't because they're be. just not grasping mm-hmm. it. It's because they weren't, they weren't mm-hmm. here. There's, like, more to the story, but they don't really care about that. Or even if they are in school, but 
their parents getting divorced or they moved something like or that. Yeah. like these are all things that are but they're not yeah. thinking about that just, because they run it like a business and yeah. then they hold them back right like they won't actually hold them back they'll give them summer work mm-hmm. and if they complete that summer work then they'll go to the next grade but that summer work it's just work you have to do, but that's not. Man, I'm googling that shit. Like, you what know are you what talking I'm about? Saying? Yeah. It's not really like making sure that they understand things, but they can switch. Like, they have a, a strong understanding of tech because of like what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen them write? It looks like, like, like handwriting. A yeah. kindergartner. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. You know, there's just certain things that are like lacking because of the speed that we're trying to move yeah. Yeah. kids towards. I feel like, but I also feel like, I, like whether it's private public or charter like mm-hmm. i feel like that's just the problem with education period because my so it's one of the things that i'm i don't know if i'm struggling with it just this year or if it's what i've been struggling with the past like three years but i have three honors classes this year and nobody will tell me this to my face they'll just say it behind my back about like the rigor just isn't like meeting what they're gonna do sophomore year or like junior year or whatever blah, blah, blah. i am a high school teacher oh I'm, my gosh, I'm sorry no. they respect you they do <laughs> <laughs> it depends who you ask um we have they do i mean i've never had a kid cross the line like so hard where it's like like a real a real issue but I got relationships with all my kids. Like, everything's cool. Every, everything's cool. So it's, like, from that relationship, they have that respect. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is the year where, like, I kind of, I finally, like, have found You're balance in both. Yeah. yeah. Like, last year it was just, like, we had a relationship. Minimal respect. Yeah. This year it's, like, the it's the perfect balance. But I have three honors classes this year. And just go, touching on the conversation that we were talking about, rigor and standards and whatever, like, a lot of the other honors teachers in different grade levels you know they always look at the things that we're doing or the kids that came from my past classes mm-hmm. and they are like because I'm not structuring my lessons freshman their freshman year to get a book done every single month to get a 10 page research paper vocab every week like I'm looked at as lesser or I'm looked at as a bad teacher where I'm just like listen you what is that like what's that level. doing yeah. like you know what i mean like what like really like what is it that you, that we're trying to accomplish like and i had a conversation with a colleague the other day where they were saying well listen if they're on the honors track like they uh, most of them are trying to go for ap mm-hmm. and i'm like listen i am a freshman year english teacher like i'm not going to teach them everything they need to know mm-hmm. before they get to ap their se- uh, their junior or senior they have year to learn some of it like you know what i mean like yeah. and, and like it's, that's not on me you know what I mean? Like, there's other teachers that you're going to have where if they feel like they want to, like, just up the rigor and, uh, you know, move through everything at such a fast pace, you know, that's on them. But, again, like, the kids that want to take AP or that will be prepared to take AP, they're going to do it. Like, my class isn't holding them back from that. Not at all. Like, you know what I mean? So, I've, that's that's been my biggest beef with, uh, I think, other teachers this year or at least my beef with, you know, moving more towards being an honors level teacher is that I don't need to conquer the entire world in one year. As long as they're getting the skills. That's what I'm saying. They're going to, and they're going to get the skills. skills. Like, bro, I promise you, like these kids are going to get the skills, but whether I want to spend a week talking about, because again, we're doing Fahrenheit. Like if I'm going to spend a week talking, I'm going to spend a week talking about misinformation. I'm going to get their opinions on it and I'm going to make them think critically about what it is that we're seeing in society now and you know, what prompted uh, Ray Bradbury to write that book. Like, I'm going to have, like, those conversations. You know what I mean? 
So it's like, we're going to have those conversations. We're going to have fun. You're going to build like a whole poster board. And if you're not doing that, your sophomore, your junior year, and those teachers have a problem with it, you could come see me. You could come talk to me about it. <laughs> like, that's that's where I'm at with that. Like, you can really, you, we can have a discussion it about is. that. Like, you there's a reason. No, I teach in public school. They will fire you if you go ahead, because I'll get it, I'll get picked up anywhere. Yes, I but will that's get, why people leave to go yes. to public schools. So that's what, yeah. But I, that's and that's my thing though is that like the teachers that I was just talking about, like they would thrive in a charter school because of they're the so structure. Structure. yeah, like they're used to that. Mm-hmm. So again, like and if you have a problem, you can either come see me or go teach some. Or you can go teach in a charter school. Yep. Like if you think and you're they're the always shit hiring. Then <laughs> they're all, always and there's always a reason. And they're always hiring. And there's a reason. Bonus for referral. Like you get five thousand dollars. I'm not even lying. Like they'll be like, refer your friends. They All right, that don't you. sound. I don't sound too bad. <laughs> no, what, are, what are we talking about? So that's this is a cult. <laughs> so that's that's my beef with. I think I think it's a problem with education in general. It doesn't that really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. We have such a focus on rigor and getting through this and doing this and acquiring this, that, yeah. the third. That it's like, I right, but like. Do your kids enjoy education? Do Are they, they enjoying fun? what it is that they're, that they're doing? If they're not, like, congrats. Like, you made them write five papers. You read four Shakespeare plays and read, like, three books. Like, great. Like, That's phenomenal. But did your kids have an honest conversation about their day-to-day lives, how to treat others, how to think about the world around mm-hmm. them? No? The, okay. Like, congrats. They read <laughs> Othello. Like, you, you feel great about yourself? Like, Cool. Like, exactly, yeah. and that's the thing that everybody forgets is that they are children. children. They that's are legit children. They're having like more and more instances of like mental illnesses and mm-hmm. mental health issues at such a young age because kids are like, like it's a stressful situation. Imagine like being in like your developmental stages like early on, and you're like constantly aware of like your flaws and your mm-hmm. imperfections all and, like, of myself dude it is passion. huge and that's yeah. huge in high school kids right now yeah it, it's like so like i tell my honors it's classes so oh, I, we have to have a conversation about it at least once a month about like yeah. performance and the fact that performance does not define you because when you're a kid it's like you're so like that's it that's the only whatever's happening in that moment like you have no other frame of reference you're like, gonna live for like 70 more years you know yeah what I mean? it's like okay. i promise you it's not that serious you're gonna get into college it is yeah. legit in college it might not be harvard but you're still gonna you're and gonna after do after college yeah you, that matters too college is only four years yep. you know what i'm saying so if you're yep. not prepared for after that or if you don't have any like you don't have I an have identity because your identity has to be everyone else's and that's yeah. like a lot of my a lot of the teachers are like oh i'll i'll just give them a good grade because there's that i give all my i've failed kids i don't i don't care like whatever Yo. and i'll be like yeah okay you got a 60 but the last time you got a 40 so this is better than the last time cool now we're moving on like i don't i'm not sitting here playing that yeah, yeah. we have to get 100 because the, but it builds a complex of if i don't have a 90 if i don't have 100 exactly then i'm the worst person in the world like yeah and i'll talk to their parents about it too and i'll be like look this is what they did before this is what they're doing now bro i got parent teacher conferences next week don't yeah. even i, I already well, got, I I got some, to mentally prepare myself for that we're trying to be like preemptive because there's a bunch of parents that don't come to parent-teacher conferences so I had our parent-teacher conferences are in two weeks but we I have ones next week and the week after before them just so like for specific kids that we have to pull out and I have to translate for them so that's gonna be fun <laughs> I almost cussed out this kid yesterday because he was it's a kid that does not do any work he's not one of my kids so I don't really care but like he was blatantly not doing work and then the teacher gave him a break, so he was like playing games on his computer, and then she was like, all right, come back, like we're gonna do work now. 
and he's still playing games on the computer. And she was like, oh, da da da. And I told him in Spanish, I was like, I don't know why you think that this is cute. So when I go talk <laughs> to your mom on Tuesday, we're going to have a great conversation about how the teacher's asking you to do something, you're not doing it. And then the rest of the class is just sitting there with his, his arms folded, like mad. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. They be feeling Those kids love me. I was like, <laughs> like I was like the coolest teacher because okay, like I'm teaching science, right? But like, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I look the same way, and I change my hair all the time, and I like <laughs> wore cool business outfits or whatever. So like, they liked me for that reason. They like went home and like told their parents like, oh, like Miss Burns has like the craziest outfits. Like I love her outfit. And then I would go to like their little art show or like something they had. And mm -hmm. Like oh my gosh, are you Miss Burns? They talk about you all the time. And then when they would have issues, I would like talk to them. Yeah. They would never be mad at me. No, exactly. Never me. Building relationships. Yeah, but everybody else at the school hated talking to parents because they didn't want to have to explain anything to them. Yeah. But that's not nice because it's like coming they from a place of superiority. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you're talking to. Mostly it was teachers who were not of color, interacting with parents who were of color with like different circumstances mm -hmm. and different jobs. <clears throat> they live probably far as. Can I curse? Yeah. Far as fuck away from the <laughs> school and you got to be there. School started at 7.20. Yeah, that's the demo. Five. I had to be there at 7.15. Like, what time does y'all school start? 8.30. Yeah, they're waiting Damn. outside. What, what time, time did you yours start? start? I'm starting at like 7.30. In the morning? Yeah. That's high school, I guess. Yeah, it's high school. That's high school, man. My but high school started at 7.15. Kindergarten. <coughs> yeah, walking up these steps. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah kindergarten. Elementary. Walking yeah. up the steps at 7.20 in the morning. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah. And they come from all over the city. So imagine, like, you're taking the bus. <clears throat> yeah. The kids are you probably at least on, like, two. Yeah. You got, like, two your trains. parents pick them up on time. Or else your, your child's senior is going to talk to you crazy about how you're not invested in your own child's mm -hmm. development. We need more from you. You know? Kick rocks. You know? That's very rude. And they it talk is. to them, like, from a, like, a... It is. No, down. but it's because they're not from... Here, They'll you're not from, from the middle of nowhere, yeah. Delaware, they're from Nebraska, oh. and so then they're like, Oh, ah, you're not invested in da, da, da. like, yeah, but you I just worked a double shift <laughs> and I got here 10 minutes late, but I could have been here an hour late, so this is a win for you me. No, like, it's like, y'all don't have extra, like, they have clubs, but only on certain days and only yeah. starting at a certain point in the year. Um, but I don't know, they need to chill out just a little <laughs> bit overall, they in need general. to chill out. Why Why did you leave? Oh, as there much we as go. you went to speak of. Okay, so I didn't really leave. So this will happen. I started working there when I was in, I graduated in May. I started in July. It's remote. So the first year is completely remote. We had one principal. He left and moved to San Francisco after that year because he was tired of it and how they kept trying to make us come back to school and like had certain like requirements and still we're like mandating all this testing and still trying to see if they're going to have the state test whatever whatever all during a pandemic kids like wi-fi is running out mm -hmm. he was more so like he was a really great leader but he was also like realistic and like you know logical you rational yeah yeah for the circumstances so he leaves pretty much our whole leadership gets replaced um the person that trained me she was like very what's a nice word she was very I don't want to say like neurotic. <laughs> so she was like very like, mm, she was very passionate about her data. Mm. So even though she's like, like, you know, you come in, you're like an AT and then you like move up to like a lead teacher or whatever. So like she's training me on Zoom and remote and stuff like that. But like to a certain extent, it's like, 
you can't really learn behavior management on a Zoom yeah. call. Yeah, you have to see can, it for real. You know? Yeah. So then we come back, and then I'm responsible for two grade levels. She's responsible for one with her new AT, and then there's this other guy. She leaves, she moves to London, like, in the first month of school. Damn. Right. So now her AT that only had, like, two weeks of training is now, like, a lead teacher, but I got to help her. The other dude has to help her. Mm-hmm. We had one manager, she leaves and manages with someone else, and then this guy comes, and he's supposed to be, like, very close with the principal. Principal's new, too, but, like, she was one of those people that's, like, a lady, and she, uh, <laughs> she's from Boston, and, like, there's, like, you know those teams, like, those great teams that are very clicked up yeah mm-hmm. because they all kind of look a certain way like yeah. think of like a vineyard vines girl yeah, like yeah. a yeah. long shirt hydro flats you know what i'm saying Disco like girly. those purse they wear scrunchies yeah. and you're like grown yeah. as hell yeah so like those type that group is like very like you <clears> know <throat> very friendly but like calculated yeah. friendly. so they became like very close in with the principal so like anything they did was kind of whatever but that just happened to be the grade that i was teaching all their kids so you're so, like othered. Yeah, I'm othered. And they're also talking mad shit about me. They're like, they're like, oh, like, did you see what she had on today? Because <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> Because we're the Beyonce's of our school. No, for real, but it was Valentine's Day and we have like they're very serious about their themes. Like yeah. we have spirit days. If you don't dress up for spirit day, you get an email like I didn't see you participate and that's not a part of our school culture. So next time I need to see you in a costume. So okay, like I wear my my Valentine's Day outfit. What I had if you're like, like Jehovah's Witness, and I'm <laughs> girl. Or what if I just don't feel like it, bro? Like so you gotta be in your business clothes, and then you're like a whack teacher, and they like look at you crazy. Oh, and then your media review, they're gonna be like, so on these spirit days, you didn't participate. What's that? So anyway, I had on like a, a black skirt. It's like ankle length like a heart long sleeve uh shirt button up mm-hmm. and then i had like a little like you know those belts that like go like just across like a real thick belt yeah, yeah, yeah. and it had like hearts down the middle he's like oh my gosh she's wearing a harness i was like bitch i don't know you. <laughs> I was, like a harness i was like you're acting like i'm dressing it appropriately anyway and then we had like um you know you have guided reading you're testing them up in reading levels but um once the lady left she the new senior person on the team was this guy he left so i'm the most senior person on the team we had new leadership so they're giving me all of the work like i'm planning first grade i'm planning third grade i have all of my old plans from second grade that i'm passing along with all my old tests quizzes all my old materials i'm passing those along and they're like acting like i'm not doing any work at all and um, the person that got this is a long story. Right? No, that's fine. Okay, so the person that told the okay, the new manager comes in. He's like our direct manager, assistant principal. He comes in. He's like super nice, right? He's like, oh, like he's just like a a metro bro. <laughs> so like he's cool, and he like talks about his partner, but she's a girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. That type of energy, very yeah. Wall Street, very uh-huh. yeah, like very inclusive, yeah. but like. Overly, why? you know, yes. like why are we doing that? Because I saw a picture and I was like, I thought it was gonna be a man or non-binary yeah. person, and it's your girlfriend. Like, <laughs> so um, he it was very cool, but he didn't do any work. Like, he didn't understand. Like, I looked him up on LinkedIn, and he's like managing science, but he has like a literature degree, and like. He's supposed to be helping us with our classes and teaching them, but he only taught for like two years. I looked at his whole show, I was like, you're so unqualified. 
but they just gave you this job. Mm -hmm. So he starts teaching fourth grade, right? The dude quits, the other dude on our team, and I have to start teaching fourth grade as well. So I'm teaching first grade, third grade, fourth grade. Sometimes I teach kindergarten if the other person is like sick or whatever. So I'm teaching a lot of stuff. But it's also all my materials. Yeah. And I should only be planning one thing. Yeah. But I'm planning everything. And I have to teach everything as well. And give him my materials. He's supposed to plan fourth grade. He never did it. And he would like not understand that there needs to be like consistency across the grade levels. If there's three fourth grade classes, they can't be getting like three different classes every time. Yeah. So he would like use my PowerPoint, but then like add his own shit, change the whole structure. Like, you know, like our slide is like routine for them. So it's supposed to be like your thinking job. Mm -hmm. Like first I'll tell you like maybe the name of this like unit we're on. And then like, we'll have like your thinking job and you'll have like the next thing you need to do, like what we're going to work on today. And then I like send you to your desk for like work time. Then we like have a wrap up. You should have like extra ticket. If you don't like, we're going like to wrap it up. And, yeah. System. yeah. And it's like in slides. It's very important for kids yeah, at that age is. too. Right. I learned that from Abbott elementary. Uh, <laughs> I have no experience with that. <laughs> he did whatever the fuck. And then he didn't give them any grades, no tests, no nothing. So like when he finally left, because I had my media review, I had COVID for like a long time or not. I had COVID for the time COVID took before they started saying five days. Like I had COVID for 14 days. Mm. Yeah. So I told him I had COVID. I sent him the test. And then that was that, right? It's like the time between Christmas break and the new start of the year. So I tell them I have COVID. I missed like the whole like first month of school for real. Like pretty much the, pretty much an entire unit of science. Mm. Um, then I come back. He's saying that I, he sent me an email saying that I failed to meet my deliverables because I didn't submit any lessons the entire time I was gone. I'm like what? lessons that you were not teaching lessons not even lessons I wasn't teaching because that's whatever right lessons that you never said you needed like you taught for a whole, whole two weeks and then waited until like the second day I came back to be like so you were here for two weeks and you let your team down and I was like strange strange this sounds like hell you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's a woman of color. She's going to be cool. She actually has some degree in science. This lady put her hand in my hair behind my back. She was a person of color, but not my color. And she <laughs> put her hand in my head, like, from behind me, like, to, like in the teacher workroom. And I was like, girl, what? And then she said her parents were hairstylists. And I was like, oh, where's the shop? Yeah. She said, oh, they're retired. So you just wanted to touch my hair. What do I got to do with you, man? Yeah. You know what like, I'm saying? Like, I don't even know you. What's your parents were going hair got to do with you? she was a hairstylist, don't touch my hair. Don't touch me. <laughs> right. I had faux locks at the time. I was, like, feeling something. I thought my hair was stuck in, like, my backpack I carried to work. <laughs> and I turned around and it's in your hand. So she, like, saw no issue with that. I told my manager. She said, oh, like, that's crazy. I was like, she didn't understand that it was, like, racial. And it's I was just, like, okay. Yeah. She was like, oh, like she shouldn't like invade your personal space. I'm like, that's not the point. So she said she would talk to me after the break. She never reached out to me. So I talked to someone else. Like I talked to another like black person at the school, and I was like, like, what do you think I should do? They told me someone they thought I should talk to. Once I talked to her, they acted like it was a slight against her because I went to go talk to someone else. Then they had a whole meeting with me, and they said, were you like unhappy with the way that she handled it? And I'm like, I just talked to someone. They told me to talk to you. And they had a meeting with the principal as well. She told me, we had like a separate meeting, me and my direct manager alone. She told me that it was my fault 
that someone put their hand in my head because I needed to take a more active role in the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. This sounds like a business. Yeah. This sounds like this sounds this sounds like business conversations. Exactly. Yeah. So I got to do it That's because insane. people don't know stuff, and that they people don't know, know stuff. If I was in the committee, you don't know to keep your hands to yourself. Role. What are we talking about? Yeah. Right. And she's like, she's of color. She's brown. And she was like, oh, like it. This is like the first. She was the only assistant principal of color in the entire school. There weren't even any, any men. It was all just like, you know, WWs. Mm-hmm. So they said that I needed to take a more involved role. And that's why my hair got touched. And then I was training this WM. And he would. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Continue. Sorry. He was just- <laughs> Say, I'm like, listen to your podcast. A white man. <laughs> no, they understand. A white man. You would think. <laughs> My mom gonna be listening to this. Mac confused. Like, Nancy, like a w- M- What's a WM? WM. You know. Yeah, I preface this. <laughs> so he, <clears throat> the the manager gets fired. I mean, he said he's leaving, but I know he he got two options: like leave or get fired. So yeah. he decided to leave. Um, then I'm checking the grades because I'm now responsible for fourth grade. Before he was planning it, I just taught some of it. Now I'm responsible for it, and I have to train this new guy who's supposed to teach some of these classes. Too much. I'm also responsible. Well, the new AT who turned lead teacher after two weeks is responsible for training this other new girl, but neither of them so they don't have really experience. know. So I yeah. have to do yeah. it. I have to fix it because they don't understand that, like, you can't just change the PowerPoint to make it pretty because they can't fucking read in the first grade. Yeah. So all these words, it doesn't matter because you need to be able to show them a picture, make sure they understand the concepts. Yeah. And, like, put easy words so you can have them practice reading. Yeah. So that they can understand, like, science terms and eventually be able to take their tests by themselves. Yeah. But they can't. Anyway, I'm checking the grade books. You have to put in grades every week. Why do I see all the fourth grade grades are, like, M's for missing or like EM like expected missing like they weren't at school that day or just like zeros like he made up grades because I'm like where are these grades coming from from it's supposed to be classwork grade and like a participation grade I'm looking all through their Google classroom I don't see one assignment this man is in here making shit up and telling his new ATs he's supposed to train to like put the grades in a separate spreadsheet not in our grade book so I have to like flag that to the manager. They tell me to just turn all that shit to A's. Me, I'm responsible for it. Me, Victoria. So they said we got it because approved it's, by it's the, the network. Data. Yeah, so they yeah, approved that. So oh, all of our kids are the top. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I can't. We can't prove like where this came from or what this grade is. No mm-hmm. one fucking knows. All they say is thanks for doing that. But um, so I'm like, okay, like the new lady, she does help us get like more of our lesson planning together, like more like so that we can do more of the hands-on experiments. Because um, I'm in a classroom by myself most of the time, and I teach like five classes a day, so that's a lot of like mm-hmm. resetting experiments, especially like for different grades. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I work them really hard, and I get them to perform like eighth overall from 26th, or no, I think it was 10. But the reason they want you to perform in the top eight or the top four is because your manager gets a bonus. Yeah. Mm. But they don't tell you that. Yeah. But your manager gets a bonus if, like, their team performs in the top, whatever. So I get them to get, like, move up 16 spots. Then I have my mid-year review. Oh, because the science team wasn't performing well, right? Because we lost our grade team lead. We lost a senior 
person after her. And then we had like three different assistant principal managers in a year. So like there was no structure. It's like restarting every time. So um, the kids were like doing a decent job, but they wanted them to be number two. It doesn't matter if they're not like number one or two. So, um, and they also, everyone leaves when they're finished with work, like 3.30, 3 45. Um, and they wanted us to stay like until four, but specifically the science team, because we would literally see like everybody else leave in elementary school, like lights off in the classroom, chairs on top of the desk, like everyone's gone, but we got to stay. And the, our manager was like, oh, like just, um, just like find some work to do, like complete whatever, like do an audit of the work, whatever, literally. So I was like, okay, like I'm gonna try this thing she's talking about. So I do it and I still have a lot of free time because I use like, you know, I don't use my preps to chill or like eat. I just do like my planning because I don't like to do work at home. Sure. That makes one of us. I don't, I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to open my laptop. I barely like use it at home. So I don't even want to like. I don't, I don't want to talk you're to them You're disgusted by, by the time that you get home. You're like, oh Yeah, and it's like, I'm not trying <laughs> to socialize. damn laptop away from me. Any of y'all. Like, uh, we aren't even really, we're not on that level. I don't want to talk to y'all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I got a little something to say, but I really don't want to hear it anyway. So I'm like, okay, I'll do my work. He, okay, so I'm finishing my work. I text my manager like, oh, like I did this, this, and that. Like, is it possible for me to leave early? Because my bus is at like 355 comes every 30 minutes to an hour. So if I don't leave at 3.55 to get on the bus, I'm going to be out here past, I'm going to be out here till 4.30. I don't want to be here that long. I got to go all the way back to Jersey. So um, there was this door, like there's like an emergency stairwell that like when there's multiple classes, like going down the stairs, sometimes they'll like go down the emergency side and like go to recess or they'll like go down the main steps, whatever, whatever. Me, it's like the top elementary floor. So my coworker is in like the fifth floor, her classroom, and then mine is like on the fourth floor. So I walk up there. We decide to walk down the emergency steps because um, they were closer or whatever. Mm-hmm. We walk down them. The fucking alarm starts going off. Oh my god! But mind you, this is after I texted my manager like, "Oh, like I finished all my work. Like I did this and that. Like, do you have anything else for me to do, or like, can I go?" Since everyone's gone, we have like half days on Wednesdays. So you want me to be here? Thank you. We have half days on Wednesdays. You still want me to be here till four. I had all of the time to do my work because today was a half day. Yeah. She's like, no, stay till four. I'm like, okay. So we're staying till four. Go down the steps, wait in the teacher's lounge. The the alarm goes off on the door. And I'm like, I look at it. And the, the girl's suggestion, she's like, let's just go down this, this stairwell. I see the door open all the time. So we're not expecting the alarm. The alarm starts blaring, right? So I'm like, okay, like, and the door's still open. So I'm thinking, like, let's just shut the door. It's going to go off. It does not. <laughs> so we walk down to the main office, and we're like, hey, like, we just went down that emergency stairwell to get down here. Um, just wanted to let you know, like, it wasn't an emergency. Like, we just went down the door. They said, oh, don't worry about it. Got it. Like, we already sent someone up there. The porters are going to turn it off. Okay, so then my manager calls me, and it's like, where are you right now? I'm like, I'm in the teacher workroom. First of all, I don't like her tone. She always yeah. talks to me crazy. But I'm like, okay, like where i'm in the teacher workroom she said did you just go down that stairwell and i was like yeah but like i went to the main office to tell them that like it was on and they said it was cool and they turned it off she was like okay then they sent me an email the next day oh but my coworker, she's like fuck this i'm leaving so she works down the stairwell after we go to the main office and is like i'm not missing my bus so she walks down and then goes outside but she walks right past our manager she starts screaming her name I'm not going to say her name, but, like, let's say 
her name. She screams it. And the girl's like, I got to catch my bus and leaves. Then she texts me and says she missed the bus anyway. Mm-hmm. So she just come back. So she comes back and then waits in the teacher workroom with me, but then starts talking mad shit about it. But till someone we're close with. But yeah. then, like, some other people walk in the room and she doesn't stop. Like, she doesn't read the code. Like, we don't know them. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you're saying things and they're just they're like looking very, for a T yeah. and you don't understand that this is that third grade team I was telling you about that mm. sucks. Yeah. So they're listening, asking questions, prying. I'm just keeping my mouth shut. Why the next day do I get an email saying I tried to escape the school before it was time to leave? Escape? <laughs> I'm serious. Escape. Email saying. <laughs> the dash. Professionalism and then the date. And I'm like, I didn't leave. I was in the freaking teacher workroom and I went to the main office. If I was trying to escape, wouldn't I leave? Like all that, I would not like go home. Yeah. So they have a meeting and I'm like, I didn't leave. And they're like, well, you went in the teacher workroom and decided to talk very loudly about how unhappy you were that you didn't get to leave and made another teacher uncomfortable. And I'm like, me? That's their problem also. I didn't do that. But if if they were uncomfortable, that's But it wasn't even true. Because I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Then the art teacher calls me and is like, hey, like, are you by yourself? I'm like, no. Like, she let me go be by myself and told me that the principal came up to her and said, "Uh, I heard that Burns was making you so uncomfortable in the teacher workroom. Like, are you okay? And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) When? Who? And the girl who actually did it, I'm like, they didn't even know that it was her because the teacher or whatever that was in there said it was me and then the principal just believed it and there was never a meeting an investigation or anything like because that because they already had beef yeah. yes then in the end of year review they said you didn't show enough growth and we appreciate everything that you shed light on and all the things that you've like done and we appreciate you like um you know like advocating for different things but like we're gonna have to like you know not invite you back and i'm like oh. but you know who they kept the two people I freaking trained and did all of their work and they said and that was that that was that word god damn it was cool you know what I'm saying because I did want to leave but I didn't think it would be that way because I'm like so you're you said that I tried to escape because you know you notice I'm like the words that you're using like I had to go to a funeral and I like called out like Mm -hmm. for like bereavement and it was like in a different state it was like in Pennsylvania um, and then I, I let them know and we had to like cover up the room or something, you know, you have to like cover up all the learning materials when they have a test yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like certain teams, like they always make the electives in the science team, like do all the other works They act like you don't have shit to do. Yeah. So like they want us to cover up the room, but like I went home cause I had to go to a funeral and then I get an email about like deliverables and how we didn't go to set up the room when I talked to the science team and they said that like the two ATs were there doing it with some other people and just a lot electives. of nonsense of nonsensical nonsensical you know, nonsense I was like they start being really nitpicky when they don't fuck with you yeah. I'm like yeah. you don't fuck with me because I wasn't the type of person you thought it would be you know yeah. I know what I look like so people try me more often they think that you're stupid yeah or they'll try me like I'm a I ain't gonna say like I'm a coon, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll be like, yeah. she's light skinned, so let me go see if I can fuck with her. Mm-hmm. Like more so than like another black teacher at the school. And then it's like, no. And then they're like, oh, well, now let me just be against you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. As soon as you're not doing the things that we thought that you were gonna do for us. Or like fit now. their role. Yeah. The same way they treat students for real. Mm-hmm. So it's everyone. It's from top down. But it's cool. I don't like there no more. I still wanna pursue like education reform. 
Mm. Yeah. But not in that way. I was literally teaching this girl. But it's good to have that experience to inform you. In hindsight. Policy. Yeah, I was like, that was crazy, though. I was like, you gonna put your hand in my head and she stayed? No, that's wild. And uh, whoever else, this boy let this child, like, bang his head on the table. Didn't even notice. How you not notice that, bro? I was like, did you not notice I had to call someone in the room to come help him? He didn't notice the assistant principal come in, take the boy out, his para, his name. I'm not going to tell you his name. But this boy is, like, banging his head on his Chromebook at the table because he's upset. He has, like, uh, behavioral issues. So he has, like, an IEP. And he, like is ignoring it which is illegal yeah and like Literally. also endangering him and then yeah. when i like flagged his behavior they said pretty much worry about yourself we have a special plan for him then That's they started going off on him literally literally he was terrible and then they had me fix his work and then they said bye thank you for your service t fuckers they, karma comes you know what i'm saying that'll cool. do so it's cool they still paid me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty cool salary if you want to like put up with that. They pay you well. You can go to school. You mm-hmm. get like a free master's if you want. There's pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour of cons. <laughs> oh my god. Word. I tried to make that as short as possible. It was cool yeah. talking to y'all. We appreciate you sharing your experiences yeah. with us. Yeah, it was Thanks. cool. Tea Ciao. while drinking tea. <laughs> Child, I'm, I never go first. I never go first. That's a fact. All right. So, so <clears throat> Victoria, after we end, before we end every episode, um, we give a shout out to someone, whether it is in education that we're currently dealing with now, maybe a past teacher that influenced you, or maybe a student that uh, you really got along well with. Uh, so we always end our episode with uh, some shout outs. So... I always go first because Amber is grossly unprepared for no, this section. No, I am prepared today, but go first. This section of the uh, this section of the podcast, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and shout out um, our elementary school teachers. Ironically, so this was before I <laughs> met you and learned. Not definitely not all of them. All the ones that are doing the work. Um, I did read across America this week, and I was in a first grade classroom, and I was struggling every minute that I was in there. It was just chaos out unprepared chaos and the teacher whose class I was in he was like phenomenal being able to get the kids and everything like that and I was just so impressed with uh, with him um, I'm also impressed with my co-host Amber with all the work that she does and I'm obviously very impressed with you Victoria with uh, all the things that you just shared um, so you know when you have a good elementary school teacher you guys are often forgot about because those kids aren't making memories um, that young but um, and the my experience, I think that it's very, it's very, uh, it's even more underappreciated and uh, uh, a very underappreciated role in uh, in teaching show. So shout out to uh, shout out to my elementary school teachers that are out here doing doing the thing. It's a good one. Thanks, man. Um, my shout out this week, I had the opportunity to talk to this person, and then I learned a little bit more about his story, and he's really cool, so you should look him up if you want. Derek Luke? Uh, no, ma'am. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Dr. Andre Townsville, he's the first black superintendent of Calvert County in Maryland, and he's under 40 years old, which is mm. unheard of, to both have a doctorate and be a superintendent. And he's the first black superintendent of that county. So really cool guy. He he was a gym teacher and then just kind of worked his way up through the ranks. And now he's a superintendent. So, yeah, people being doing things. I, oh, I want to shout out my mom. <laughs> my mom is a, a math specialist and she's a STEAM 
like she's the head of STEAM at this charter school in the Bronx. But she's been teaching ever since I was like born. And she was an elementary school teacher when I was in elementary school at the school called Hake Elementary. And she is an amazing teacher. She like implements um, different teaching strategies globally. She does trainings and stuff like that. So shout out to you. Her name is Jacqueline Burns. Yeah. Hey, mom. Hi, Miss Jackie. If she's listening. Yeah, she'll I'll listen. tell her. I'll tell I hope her. so. She will listen and she'll promote it. You know? There we go. Love I'll that. Tell her. Uh, yeah, catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Wherever guys. you get your podcasts Ooh. from. Just Spotify them. and Apple Podcasts. Those the two <laughs> places that you might get your podcasts from. Are you coming soon to TikTok? Those two, yeah. And we have some other things in, in, in store for season two. But We'll see what yeah. happens. James is going to do a pageant. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm multi-talented. Catch us next time. Later, everybody. Thank you again, Victoria, for joining us. No problem. Bye.